Smartcast. You are listening to a Radio One production brought to you by HD Smartcast. So let's step forward together. Kahuake tono tato. Let's keep moving. I cherish the idea of a new South Africa. We'll one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream. Aight, listen, why do we need politics? This question seems like a million dollars, but isn't really. We need politics for two simple reasons. One, we are the future and we need to represent ourselves and the country in a better light. And two, because it's fun, it's interesting and it's important. This is Adiket and I host the evening show on 94.3 Radio 1 and me along with Fabian sir getting you politics for dummies where we understand politics then and now we understand politics right and left so what are you waiting for put on your headphones and strap on because you are going to have a ride of your life Welcome joining us today is Mr Fabian Welcome to a brand new episode of Politics for Dummies. Joining us, Fabian from his apartment and me from mine. Uh, this is Aniket. I I am I am a student of politics as of now. I am the one who asks all the questions that everybody has on their mind but are afraid to ask. So let's go ahead and learn a couple of new things today. Starting with the most uh, important historical figures when it comes to politics, strength, and conquest. Uh, joining us is Fabian, our resident uh, professor, uh, who's actually not a professor. He's he's a diplomat, and he has lived a wonderful, colorful life in Rome, in India, outside India, everywhere. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> Fabian, how are you doing today? Let's start with that. Thank you, Aniketa. I have not seen a more brilliant student. Thank you. So, I am happy to be with you. Though I should add, you know, as one witnesses the rest of what is happening in Delhi, in India, and in the world, you know, it is uh, well rather painful. But we have to face the world as it is and do our best to make it better. True. Very true. we try our best every single day now uh, moving on today uh, we are learning about some uh, conquerors we are learning about people who went on a conquest and kind of uh, conquered a very very sizable chunk of the world and uh, starting with uh, this one man who is in the history books said to be very short but i know for the fact that he was of an average height he was not really that short and it's napoleon bonaparte uh did i say it's bonaparte is it bonaparte is 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 just napoleon yes napoleon 1 technically speaking okay okay cool so uh let's learn a little bit about this conqueror uh about his time about his life and about his conquest okay now napoleon was born on the 15th of august important date for india true 1769 in a place called ajaccio which is in corsica an island close to italy which was under there was no italy at that time eh? genova 
but ceded to France. And he died on the 5th of May, 1821. So it is the 200th year of his death. And as you know, Aniket, uh, President Macron made a speech. Mm -hmm. Previous presidents had uh, declined, but Macron did it. Well, why? Because there is an election next in, in France and uh, Marie Le Pen is gaining strength. Okay, now let us move on. He was the emperor of the French, hmm? 1804 to 1814. He became first consul in 1799 when he was 30. And the French uh, civil court was uh, codified by him. He got himself crowned as emperor by the Pope in December 1804. And you know, it was in Notre Dame and the Pope came all the way from Rome. And when he was about to put the crown on him, Napoleon grabbed the crown and put it himself. Too eager, very that eager. That is Napoleon, that is Napoleon. Well, Napoleon had his uh, successes, military successes, you know, apart from the United Kingdom, the rest of Europe was either under him or in a sort of a subordinate relationship with him. And he imposed on the Britain, the continental system blockade. Russia disobeyed that and he wanted to teach a lesson to Russia. He sent in his troops, you know, 600,000 to Russia and only 100,000 barely started to return because the Russian troops, they just withdrew, withdrew, withdrew. Russia is so big, you know, and then the winter started. All right. And so that was the beginning of the end, you see. And then, of course, uh, he lost the war in 1814, March, Paris fell. He was uh, sent to Elba an island near Italy. I have visited Elba, seen where he was. Then, of all things, he escaped and he went to France and he sort of bared his chest and told the soldiers, shoot, shoot, if you want to shoot your emperor on the chest. Well, the soldiers gathered around him. He took Paris. Well, initially the allies were scared but they fought and then came the Waterloo. Then he was sent to San Helena. Yeah. You know, somewhere in the South Atlantic. You know, even there, he thought of new, starting a new career, escaping to the United States, a uh, career in literature, in writing. So that was the man. Wow. That was a wonderful, colorful man. Absolutely eager in life, that is for sure. And absolutely overambitious, that is for sure as well. Um, okay, Fabian, this is this is one one strand of a question that I have. Before Napoleon, did anyone try to attack Russia in the winters? Did that ever happen before Napoleon as well? Yeah, which is documented. Let's talk about that. I doubt it, you know, because uh, Russia sort of uh, became a European power under Peter the Great you know, sometime in the 17th century, you know what I mean? So Russia's uh, involvement with Europe was 
pretty recent. Okay. You know, before Napoleon, but after Napoleon, as you know, Hitler committed yes. the same folly. Yeah. So the question was that, in spite of knowing this is a problem, why did Hitler go ahead and do it? It was very dumb well, of him. That was what I was coming at. Okay, Aniket. The only thing I can tell you is that the only lesson that history teaches us is that human beings never learn any lesson. <laughs> very true. Very true. Now, uh, Napoleon was a very feared leader. He was revered. He was feared. He was someone who was uh, kind of looked down upon, thanks to his height, whatever. Uh, but, uh, but I am, I am aware, and you've said this before, that the Brits who were in India, the East India Company specifically, was scared of Napoleon because they heard that he has his eyes locked on this piece of land. Uh, what was that story all about? You see, it's like this. Uh, when Napoleon was in Egypt, East India Company feared that he might sort of, uh, you know, with Russia's help, come to the East, meaning India. As a matter of fact, Tipu Sultan, we all have heard of Tipu Sultan? Yes. In Mysore, he had much relationship with France, even before Napoleon. And you know that a certain number of about 200 troops were sent to Mysore. And there is a grave in Karnataka for them. You know, of course, not very well kept. That's the sad part of it, but uh, it is there. And uh, the Brits were really, really scared. Only thing is that later on, uh, there was a change of guard in uh, Russia, and Russia was no longer part of that adventure. But okay. Still, Tipu Sultan exchanged letters and had sent ambassadors to France. All right. All right. Uh, uh, Fabian, another question off topic. If we were not under the rule of Brits, if it wasn't the East India Company, who would have been the one who would have colonized us or would we ever be colonized in general? This is like a hypothetical question. Contrafactual question. Mm. Such questions tell us a lot about history because to know what happened in history, we should also find out what might have happened. I hold that if the, the Brits had failed, then it would have been the French. Don't forget that Duplay, you know, in Pondicherry, he had done exceedingly well. Not the Portuguese, not the, uh, you know, Denmark, nor the Dutch, you know, but France had a strong position. Don't forget, it was France, Duplay, who sort of started hiring Indians as soldiers, sepoys. Mm. You know? And the Brits learned from them. Because, you know, the number of Europeans at any time was, uh, small, number was small. And so many of them were also dying because of the heat, because of dysentery, <laughs> and things like that. You know what I mean? So they were in short supply. So Duplay had this brilliant idea of training Indians. All right. All right. The more we learn today, the more we learn. Now, that is the story of Napoleon, the conqueror 
who had his eyes on our country and could have been a ruler but uh, apart from napoleon if you go a little way back julius caesar another man who was uh, a very very prominent name when it comes to conquerors and a person who went on a conquest who had like a big chunk of the world under their regime let's talk about julius caesar as well what is his story and uh, then let's come back to india and let's see if you know if the nose was uh, a little bit shorter <laughs> the whole world would have been different let's talk about that as well okay now julius caesar we all have heard the famous saying veni vidi vici i came i saw i conquered that is what he sent to the senate from anatolia which is turkey now okay now we also have heard the expression crossing the rubicon what he did was as general he was not supposed to bring in his army to italy proper or to rome proper okay there was no italy but to rome proper but he crossed the rubicon that means he you know disobeyed the law yeah okay now one more thing the month of july is named after julius caesar earlier the name was quintilis fifth month now why is it the fifth month actually it is the seventh month no no yeah. the roman calendar started with march so count it is the okay. fifth month march okay april may june july yeah okay now julius caesar also changed the calendar because the old calendar before him was terribly confusing they had to put a, a month uh, every other year and all that <laughs> so basically the the year is as long as 365 plus 1/4 of the day not 365 okay. days 365.25 yes and hence julius caesar had the tolmans and he established the leap year every 4 years i'm sorry four and a quarter is one yes hence the leap year so that is julius caesar now the expression the die is cast again julius caesar and caesar from that comes kaiser the german kaiser tsar the russian tsar now he was born in the year 100 bci before the common era yes yeah. era okay and he died in 44 bce okay now as a young man he wanted a political career and he was once going to a famous uh, teacher of uh, rhetoric apollonius in rhodes but you know he was uh, captured and they wanted ransom and then you know what happened they he asked how much so they mentioned a figure he said no that is insulting me i am worth much more than that 10 times that so they were very pleased that this guy was going to get the more money well they let him go he raised the money you know and 
then he caught them and he executed them one by one mm. well later on he rose up in career in fact uh, he is the one who started the gazette oh something the government prepares uh, for the information of the people okay you see and all that he rose and rose and rose he became uh, consul then he became dictator and one day he was killed in the senate by as we know cassius and brutus and he said etu brutus youtube brutus okay incidentally brutus was the son of one of his mistresses servila it was her son well he had um, many wives he started with cornelia he was loyal to her even when general sulla ordered him break with her he didn't he ran away but then she died then he married pompeia and um, it was about pompeia he said that caesar's wife should be about suspicion because there was a function which was uh, only for ladies and pompeia was of course presiding over it but a man had come in there in a woman's dress now people said that uh, that man was one of her lovers now there was no truth in it but julius caesar said there may be truth there may not be truth but caesar's wife should be above suspicion so he divorced her then he had calpurnia calpurnia remained with him till the end in fact on the 8th of march 15th of march when he was about to go she told him beware don't go today is a bad day you see so that is uh, julius caesar true so um, where does cleopatra fit into this whole story and uh, how things would have been different if her nose would have been shorter why do they say that <laughs> you are uh, repeating what the great french philosopher blaise pascal said the great mathematician come philosopher he said had her nose been shorter the whole face of the earth would have been different and he was right now let's just look at cleopatra we start with the name cleos means glory pater means father glory of the father incidentally when you look at the word pater we can also think of the word pita in sanskrit that there is a common origin to pater and to pita now that's a different story now she seduced many she seduced julius caesar and in fact she came to rome she had a son and she named him caesarion meaning little caesar we do not know whether the son was from caesar or not in fact i have seen where she was put up she was there for for a while and after caesar's assassination she fled you see and then later on caesar's succession was fought between mark antony we all know of mark antony in uh, shakespeare's julius caesar yes my countryman the speech and octavius that is augustus caesar again the month was named in his honor august yeah 
Augustus Caesar. Now, Mark Antony had the upper hand initially because he was much older. Octavian was just a boy and he was a nephew of uh, Caesar. And Cleopatra said, why are you thinking of uh, nephew? Here is a son, Caesarion, Caesar's own son. True. Okay. Then she didn't have any problem in seducing uh, Mark Antony. And theirs was allowed. You know, Antony and Cleopatra, again, Julius Caesar. She used to take a bath in ass milk, you know, donkey's milk. Because that takes away the crinkles. And she used to keep 700 donkeys for providing the milk. Well, <laughs> and she was very clever. Not only, you know, uh, the ability to seduce, but also she was a great uh, stateswoman also. But uh, there you are. Antony was killed. She heard about it and she killed herself. But the story goes that Antony, you know, sort of uh, took the sword, you know, only because he heard that she had died. So he didn't Too want much. to live. So true love, true love, too true. Okay, okay. Unlethal. Hmm. Absolutely, true love can destroy or make lives at a drop of a hat, and that is the truth. And this is history. If men, boys, women, girls, you can't learn anything, then you're making a big mistake. Learn from the history, make the right choices. Now, uh, coming to this very wonderful question, um. If you see, uh, there was this entire route that could have led all the conquerors of the world. Talking about, um, you know, Napoleon, talking about Julius Caesar, talking about Genghis Khan, talking about uh, David, talking about anybody. There was a direct route and all of this affected India big time, right? So this is an important question, but before that, uh, the story of David and Goliath, that is also a very prominent story in history when it comes to people with power and conquest and conquerors. So quickly, if I have to ask you about David and Goliath, what is their story and how does everything come back to India? Well, uh, David was a teenager and Goliath was a huge hulk of a man leading the Philistines. And uh, King Saul asked, anyone prepared to fight with, uh, because uh, uh, the Goliath said, I don't want to have a big fight, army to army and people getting killed. You choose a man who can fight with me. And David, the teen, he offered himself and he was able to kill Goliath with just a single shot from his arrow. You see? And then, of course, later he became king and he conquered Jerusalem. Now, that was a thousand years ago. And, and you can, as you know, today, as we are talking, people are getting killed in Palestine, True. in Gaza. And it all started with uh, the tension between Jews and uh, uh, Palestinians, Arabs, in the holy city of Jerusalem a few days ago. Yes. Yes. 
it is it is pretty shocking and in the sake of humanity stop the violence there is there is no answer it's just heartbreaking and and there is if there was even a single thing that i could do i would have done that long time ago but people just need to understand that violence is never the answer um does this have an effect all the conquerors and the conquestors do they have an impact on our country and that is how our country became the way it is today well of course uh, the rest of the world has uh, impacted on us and so have we impacted on the rest of the world true let me put it to you this way without the decimal system and the zero there would not have been the scientific revolution in europe if they had the roman way of uh, counting and one. multiply yeah. they wouldn't have reached anywhere and don't forget when the decimal system first went to europe through italy in sicily initially they said this is from the satan this is from the satan don't touch it okay so india has impacted on the world in a big big way whether and i told you about pita and patra yeah, yeah. okay all that is there. but the rest of the world after all alexander the great came to india yeah for us you know and uh, so all that is there but uh, i think uh, india has contributed a lot and benefited a lot and uh, india has made significant contributions whether it's trigonometry that is actually trigonometry okay <laughs> yeah so all in all india has been impacted india has been the impactor india has been uh, uh, india has been under rules india has ruled itself uh, india has seen uh, a couple of people coming and conquering us whether it was the moguls whether it was the brits before that it would have been someone else uh, it's only in the last few years few hundred years that we've been by ourselves so that <clears throat> is also very true uh, this actually concludes today's episode uh fabian sir is there anything that we have to add just to sum up today's episode well um, i was asked once way back uh, in the last millennium when i was ambassador in rome um it was a national day cocktails party the ambassadors of uh, bangladesh and pakistan they cornered me and uh, they said they had a question to ask me how come ambassador fabian that india has retained its democracy whereas we the rest of the continent have not been able to do so i said that the answer is in many parts one is that during the freedom struggle we had the tradition of debating you know international congress had a you know procedure to debate and there were uh, the pradesh regional uh, branches and all that so there was a lot of debate and i said the debating uh, tradition goes back to the buddha's time there were tribal democracies at that time in india yeah yeah and the buddhist sangha they had very detailed procedure who will speak first and who will put across an amendment will there be a written text and all that you know so india has a democratic tradition now coming to that question why the military has not taken over i said it's very simple 
Indian military knows that its business is to protect India's territory. It is none of its business to rule India. So they are too intelligent to do anything so foolish as to take over the administration. Well, I was implying that the Pakistan military and the military were not that wise. <laughs> Ambassador Fabian and his quips. I mean, I wish I would have known you a little earlier. This would have been so much fun. But that actually concludes today's episode. We learned a new thing about a couple of prominent people in other world history. We shall be back next week with a brand new episode and we shall learn a little bit more. Uh, thank you so much. You can always get in touch with us on our social media handles. You can come directly contact me on my social media handle. That's Radio Aniket or HD Smartcast on Instagram. Just shoot us a message and we shall reply to you immediately. Even if it's, it's asking about any question regards to politics. Uh, stay tuned and have a great, great time. Uh, stay safe. Stay indoors. Thank you, Fabian. And have a nice day. Thank you. Remain safe, all of us. This was a Radio One production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.